Hello, this is The Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. You know, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees. He said, you search the scriptures thinking you will find life. He said, but you ought to come to me. I am life. And the idea of this life is not to echo what people say. We will get to that part. There's another set of people who get to the end of life and they are so uncertain about what we have. And then some of them become philosophers. Say this life, there's nothing to eat. You know, you just run around. At the end of the day, it's all for nothing. Vanity upon vanity. People who know God don't speak like that. Our life is not vanity. Our life is not vain. So when you stay around older people who for some reason have not found definition of life you discover that at the end of their lives they are not sure where they are going how can you be 80 years old and in all your 80 years you could not secure conviction about what we call afterlife or what happens after this life because all you now know at that time is what different people tell you and you find people at that age some of them start to read bible all of a sudden start to attend a lot of programs go there with all sorts of things now that we are young we must find god for ourselves and at that time when people are of that age money does not matter if you read jeremiah 9 from verse 23 it says that let's read it let's read it let's read it because I'm, I'm saying a lot of scripture now that I'm not glory in these things till the end when you get to the end you now discover that their wisdom is of no use their wealth too is of no use so sometimes what they try to do is they try to give it all the way trying to see if they can find some succor he said but let him that glory glory in this that he understand it and knoweth me that i am the lord which exercise loving kindness and judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. So if there is anything that is worth pursuing, anything that is worth having, anything that is worth holding up to, is how much of God you know, how you know God. You know how you know God determines how you respond to circumstances. You know, two of us can have the same dream. In the dream, maybe I ate at night. I ate something in the dream. I ate and something. When we wake up, what we know about God will determine how we respond. So somebody can run out asketa. Somebody can know that blood was shed for me. Mm, there's difference. Yes, there's difference. That's how we react to things. So you can see a swelling in your body. Two of us saw it, but there's something I know about God that you don't know, and that affects our response. That affects all of life. So knowing God is the currency with which we live life. Yes, that's what determines how we respond to things. That's what determines how we impact on things. So sometimes you know go to a point that you know you can decide things. If you read Genesis 49, 
when Jacob was about to die, he said, my sons, gather around me and I will tell you the things that will befall you. Things that will happen. If you read down that verse, he was not prophesying. He was using his words to create their future, to craft a future for them. He told Judah, he said, the scepter will not depart from, from Judah or a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. He said, unto you shall be the gathering of your brethren. He was using his words to confirm their future. You see, in the days that we are going into, advice is not enough to raise children. You know why? There is too much barrage of information. You can only give advice maximum one hour. In the remaining 23 hours of the day, he's receiving information from other places. So you need to know God enough eh, to be able to configure him with your words and say you will serve my god and it's not an advice do you understand you're not advising him you are not even instructing him you don't even need him to be awake he can be sleeping and then you walk there and say you will serve my god why number one it's under your spiritual authority number two you know god enough to know your place in god and know that somebody that is under your authority you can conform him do you understand to serve your god and it doesn't matter how many things he sees on social media or how many friends he has have you not seen people eh, who go all around smoke and at the end of the day they come back because somebody has spoken a word over them that you have no choice because i am your father and i know my god and i can speak over you and you have no choice than to do what i've told you and that's how to raise children don't say uh, remember Remember the son of who you are? Nobody in this family. You have you heard it before that everybody in this family join courts? Have you heard it before that you, which of your uncle is smoking? Guess what? If you look, you will see. You will see. So the way to raise them is to know God enough to be able to configure their life. Do you understand? Jesus spoke words over the disciples and left them. Uh, he left them he left them he knows that the things he has spoken over them is enough to configure them uh, that's how people raise children in the bible with words heavy words the words will follow him he will continue to speak to him karagadish You know when Isaac called Jacob and Esau, he told, Isaac, he told Jacob, he said, I bless you with the dew of heaven. So he had configured his prosperity with dew. So it doesn't matter if there is famine, if there is drought. As long as dew falls, the child will prosper. When the guy was leaving the house, he left with nothing. You know, he was running from the brother. By the time he was coming back, he was coming back with blessings. In fact, he told the other one, he said, Kai, I've blessed your younger brother. And he's blessed. You, we serve him. He also made provision for escape. But what I'm trying to tell you is that a man hmm, that knows God can configure his family. Yes. You will never be in an accident. Never. You can never be in an accident. So the child can, you know, there can be a situation like that and he comes out and he says, only me, I give glory to God. He might think it's because he read the Bible that morning. No. No. His father and made that provision. Sometimes his mothers too, but you have you have the place to do that. But you can only do that because you know God. If you don't know God enough, you only hear that people do it. You can't do it yourself. So, what's the decision to now make to avoid having this regret when you're 80 years old? The decision is to spend 
more time with God alone by yourself than you do in a community. I'll say it again. If you spend, let's say, Sunday, two hours, Wednesday, two hours, that's four hours in a week you spend in God, with God in a community, right? Make sure in a week you spend more than four hours with God by yourself, just you alone. If you read the Bible, you will see Jesus early in the morning went into a solitary place and there he prayed. It's, in fact, he said, as his custom was, and in the morning you go to a solitary place to pray. Because there are many things that God will tell you that he will not tell you to you alone. Many. Yes. One of the things that happen when all of God you know is known in a community, right? Is that you will know people's idea about God and you yourself will not know very much about God. Do you understand? There are people who are in prophetic churches. Almost everybody there is trying to be a prophet. Why? Because the only image they are seeing is that of a prophet. Everybody thinks they are prophetic. Guess what? In that place, there are evangelists there, there are teachers there. They may never find their calling. One of the reasons why I like tribe eh, is that among the pastorate, at least, we don't sound like each other. Pastor Ferry does not sound like Pastor Martins. I don't sound like Pastor Martins. All of us, we are finding God for ourselves first. And then, you know, the idea of God eh, is that he wants to make the manifold, the multidimensional wisdom of God known to the world through the church. You can be in a church eh, where the set man, the pastor, is called to family. So, almost all his sermons will be about how a man and woman can be together peacefully, how you can, you know, parent your children properly. Now, if you attend that church and you follow that pastor very well, your family will be beautiful, right? But it's possible that your ordination by God is for you to be a wealth, a commander of wealth, a kingdom billionaire, somebody who sponsors the kingdom. Guess what? If you don't find, if you don't spend time with God, and all you do is within that community, so what will happen is that you listen to the man of God, you listen to his sermons, you read his books, right? Those will be the contents of your interaction with God, right? So, instead of finding your place as a kingdom billionaire or a commander of wealth, like what God has commanded you to do, you will suddenly start to have idea for how people's marriages should work, right? And because you don't have grace in that area, eh, you are more likely to get into trouble by advising people, by giving couples unsolicited advice. Because there's nothing for you to do. You've not found your own place. You are just following another person's own, right? So in the community, everybody will know that if husband and wife is fighting, they should come and meet you to settle their quarrel, right? But God will not amplify your voice. And sometimes you will get into trouble because you don't have grace to function in that place. You have to find yourself. So as much as you listen to someone's read book, read Bible, and then listen to God, so that God, so that you will find your own voice. You will not spend all your life echoing the voice of others. Do you understand? Jesus will come to you eventually and say, who do men say that I am? Right? So if you are in a community, you will have that answer. At the end of the day, you will now say, who do you say that I am? And that answer must not come from flesh and blood. Remember Peter's answer? He said, my father revealed it to you. (laughs) So you must have a name for God and something that God wants to do through you that you have not seen in anybody else. Because God is unique. 
God is not making photocopies. So how you know what you are is after you have looked at men and they've led you to God, you must now look up to God. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seeking. So it's good you spend time in church. It's good. It's very important. Very, very, very important. But spend more time with God than you spend in a community. That's how you find yourself. And that's how you get to the end of life. And you can tell your children, gather around me. Let me tell you what happened to you, right? And then you can make their future with your words. And you will not get to the end of life and say, it's vanity. You don't know what we are doing. What has happened? This life. Just be doing good. You don't... Mm. No God. Hallelujah. So decision one, spend more time with God alone than in a community. Oh dear. This can be a whole sermon, but let's move to the next one. Regret number two. We can all agree on this one. Marrying wrong. Oh dear. Oh dear. You know, there's this saying, they say that if you marry the wrong person, the devil leaves you alone. I had another one yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had another one yesterday. He said, if you marry a child of the devil, the devil becomes your father-in-law. And you have, you want to see one or two things in your marriage. <sighs> I read a book by perhaps the leading voice on leadership in the world. His name is John Maxwell. Uh, the title of the book is Today Matters. So, he said that if you want to be great in life, eh, you must make sure you don't stay around people with negative energy, anybody that talks down your dream. You must not stay around the person. You must stay around positive energy. He now said, if this person is your spouse, get help. <laughs> and he went to the next chapter. So even John Maxwell, even John Maxwell does not know how to help you. So, what's the decision? Because a lot of us are young. You know, you know this somewhere I can't preach it in some places. Hey, everybody I'm saying are elders. You don't say if you are married wrong, you are wrong. I won't invite you again. <laughs> All right. So, number one, one thing I notice about young people is that we are too driven by sight. You know, when someone was supposed to anoint a king, when he saw Eliab, you know, Eliab came out. He looked like Saul. You know, the, the thing about Saul that was tall, he said it was head and shoulders above everybody. Even though he shrank when Goliath showed up, you boy, when he saw Eliab, I was like, wow, this is the king. God said, calm down, calm down, calm down. You look on the outside, I look on the heart. So I noticed that a lot of young people, I have a friend there, every girl he describes, he describes them by height. So, ah, that girl, eh? she know too tall. Now, tall, small. I'm like, ah. is there no other quality? He said, okay, that one is beautiful. Why did you start from height? Can't you say any other thing? So, I noticed that we have that tendency, yeah? Some is skin color. But you see, when you want to trade value, what you look for is value. So, if somebody wants to give you money, you don't, you're not interested in the color. I'm interested in the value of the money. Like, I, I, like, I like blue money. What is 2020 era? <laughs> of what use is it? <laughs> I, like, I like money that is fat. You know, I, I like currency that is fat. 
What if it's Venezuelan money? <laughs> or what use is it? What you look for is value. It's the same thing in seeking out Utomari. Yeah? First thing you look out for is the values. Oh, that's the issue. The second thing is get help. You know, the, last week we instituted a community who can help people, you know, uh, in courtship and all of that. Subscribe to it. You understand? You know, one of the mistakes that young people make is that, you know, I know somebody who didn't do counseling, who didn't, you know, talk to anybody, and your marriage is fine. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know the problem with that thing is that you are not using statistics to draw your inference. That's like saying my child will not go to any school, not even primary school. Why? I know two illiterates that are billionaires. See, when you understand statistics and you get the number of all the illiterates around you or in the world and you see that there are like 500 million illiterates and how many of them are billionaires? Only two. You now realize that the odds eh, are not something you want to gamble with. Yes. So when you gather the number of people that got married without getting any help or wisdom, and you see the number of that succeeding, maybe it's like four in four thousand. You will now say that okay, these are exceptions to the rule, right? So I need to protect myself. So and it doesn't make sense to try to use your marriage to prove a point. You want to prove that. There's no need for counseling to marry. And it's your own life you want to use. <laughs> Get wisdom. <laughs> Get help. There's an institute in church that can help. Hallelujah. <sighs> Regret number three. Wrong parenting. We can all agree on that one. Yeah. Just make sure your children don't agree. <laughs> So, coincidentally, eh, the first solving the first regret helps to solve almost everything else. So, when you spend time with God, first thing you know is that God can tell you what your children should be, so that you don't confuse them too much. You don't lead them in the wrong path too much. Do you understand? One of the mistakes our parents made was that they failed, and they tried to find their success in us. Oh, oh, no. When my father was doing his 70th birthday, at that time, my school was on strike, right? But I was already getting towards the end of studying medicine. And my father said, my son is a doctor. He's 20-something years old. In my mind, I'm like, we're on strike. We're on strike. <laughs> oh, dear. And you know, in our time, we, eh, our rebellion was guarded. In my time, they said, go here. I said, no, I'm going here. In our time, our children won't have that kind of direction. If you force them to go here, they'll say, oh, no, no, no. They will now not have any that. You will now see that. They will now become like rogues, like scallywag. It's a complete rebellion. It's not, it's not a rebellion with focus. It's, it's a rebellion anyhow. They go do drugs. And their father is behind this behavior. They do drugs. They do anything they like, just because I want to say no. You know, you, there's no say no here. Don't say no everywhere. <laughs> Again, get help. <laughs> get books. There's also an institute that is helping with that. Then talk to people who are parenting successfully. You know, I, I always 
ask questions. People who I see that have three kids, boys, some three boys. How are you doing this thing? You know, I enter the house, I don't see rules anywhere. I don't see cane anywhere. You know, what's going on? I heard that. <laughs> you know, Bishop Oedipo's son, uh, David Jr., was talking about his father. He said his father never flogged any of them. I said, How? Not one. And you see, four kids, pastor's kids, all of them are fine. All of them are doing great. No one, there's no one, you know, that has been, that they are bailing out of, you know, prison, nothing. So there's a secret that they have. There's something that they know in raising kids, in allowing them to build their under your supervision as a parent. Um, before I go to the next regret, I want to talk about fake regrets because. Like, I, like we read earlier, eh? that you are old does not mean you are now wise. So you hear older people who said, who can say, my life will have been so much better if I never got married. Baba, marriage is good. You are the one that didn't do it well. There's nothing wrong with getting married. Nothing. Nothing wrong. Some can look at their children and say, I wish I didn't have children. Ha. But other people are looking at their children and liking them and happy and proud of them. You didn't parent well. That's the problem. There's another fake, advice, fake regret here. Yeah? One can say, I wish I never listened to anybody. I wish I did just what was in my mind. <laughs> I am 80 years old. So in the course of your life, you had like 500 friends or more. And not one of them was wise enough to give you sound advice, then you are the problem. Because the Bible says a companion of fools will be destroyed, right? So, what's the decision to make from that? When you get home today, write a list of your 10 closest friends and look at them very well. You are the average of that list. Yes. Yes. It sounds harsh, but it's true. So, if you look at that list and not one of them can give you urgent 10K, your financial situation is not looking good. Yes, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Eh? Two reasons. Number one, it's not so much the fact that they don't have money that is the problem. It's the fact that when you're among them, hmm, all they will speak is scarcity. All they will speak is how the nation is at. It doesn't matter how much Pastor Fedi talk about abundance for two hours on Sunday. If that is your list of friends, it will undo everything you've heard on Sunday. To undo everything. Yes, that's number one. Number two, every idea that will come from them is how to manage. Uh, there's no idea. There's none of them that will have plan of 400 million. Do you understand? Yes, yes. One of the worst things that can happen to you eh, is to not have a car and all your friends don't have do you understand? There is a way they can make you comfortable in not having. I know what I'm saying. I used to be there. So, I can come back and complain that ah, it cost me 400 naira to go from where I am to where I was going. They will say, no, 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 no. Where did you enter, Moto? Say, no, I entered, I entered at the estate gate. They say, no, that's where all of them park. Walk down, walk down. Walk down to to NRN Junction. When you are in that place, when they are passing, from that one, from that place is 15 era. So the idea eh, is to get you comfortable in the place where you should not be comfortable. Do you understand? <laughs> 
See, eh, when you write this list of 10, eh, I'm not saying that you should stop talking to all of them. I, I, don't come here. I know my father said, you can't give me 10K. Can't give me 10K. No, no, no. Say, no. Hey, my father said, well, I can't give me 10K. No. The idea is that your life should be balanced, right? So on your list of things, you have friends that are doing big things, that have car, that have house, that are running corporations, that are doing big things, yeah? And you can see our friends who cannot give you a gen 10K, yeah? So the idea is that you are somewhere in the middle, right? And there is a flow of balance. So there are people you can help and there are people you can get help from. There are people who can change your mind. There are people who you can follow to a place and you see the way they spend. You see and you know, okay, this is possible. And the person tells you their story and you see where they are coming from. And it's not as bad as where you came from. That inspires you, right? Rather than spending time with, you know, some... <coughs> so, so many examples are coming to my head. I don't want to say all of them. But I, I love everybody, right? <laughs> I love all of it. It's coming from love. Trust me. So, there are some professions that you are in eh, that can box you into this problem. For example, if you are a musician, there's a tendency that all your friends are musicians and instrumentalists. So, there's no outside view than your world. And that any world, no matter how big you think it looks, is limited. So, all your friends are up-and-coming musicians, right? Uh, all of them don't have a house, right? <laughs> All of them are hoping to blow. You need to have friends that have blown so that I can tell you how they got there. And you need to have friends outside your circle. You should have friends in military. Uh, you should have a medical doctor friend. Uh, it's until you see swelling in your body that you know, ah, who is, it? Who is that doctor? You're now going to be meeting veterinary doctor. You should have friends that is actually practicing medicine. You should have lawyer friends. It's not until somebody threatens your father. You're now going to be looking for a lawyer. That time you will pay. You will pay. And if all your friends have thank you, nobody can give you money for a lawyer. But if you have lawyer friends, the person can advise you first, tell you the steps to take, or can help you without money. Do you understand? Uh, so what do you need to do? What's the decision from here? Intentionally seek good friendship. Under your list of 10 friends, you must have somebody who is exceptionally good at something. Yes. Otherwise, you'll be lazy. If all your 10 friends are lazy, you are number 11. You are lazy too. <laughs> Yes, are lazy too. Remember, all their friends they, they meet in Beth Niger shop. All your friends, all your if you check your call list, those are the people you called lately. You're not going anywhere. Going anywhere. <laughs> What's the decision from this? Edit your association. You know, in someone yeah, is the association of the guy that was one of our addressed before they now said. Is like a tree planted by rivers of many waters that we anything you do we prosper. They've separated them. Is there we? Verse one, verse one. He walketh not in the council. He stands not in the world. He does not sit in the city. Then verse three. After they've separated them from negative energy, right? From negative vibes. Anything he does now we prosper. And there's a circle of friends you can be in. Eh? That any idea you bring will work. Uh, because all of them know what to make you work. And they have resources to support you. And uh, this mastermind is what makes billionaires produce more billionaires. So one of the things you need to do is to intentionally pursue that kind of friendship. Right? When I walked into this church, one of the first people I saw, I just heard him speak once. And I went to meet him after service. I shook his hand. I said, I have to be your friend. I didn't say more than that. I sowed the seed. 
Now I should mention his name so that we can go and meet him too. Should I mention his name? Yeah. <laughs> but there was something I saw in him that made me want to be his friend. It's Chinidu. So you may not remember that thing, but I sowed that seed and it will happen. And it's already happening. <laughs> uh, so have a friend. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. You can't remember. You can't remember. But I, I know I know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Intentionally pursue good friendship. And this is an this is a place where you should. There are medical doctors here, there are lawyers here. Don't just come in and go out. Find somebody. Befriend somebody. Before you look for trouble, know a lawyer. Right? Know somebody in military, know somebody in police. You will need it. You will need it. Hmm. Hallelujah. Oh, people are making decisions. Decision is the thing. There's no blessing. It's decision. It's decision. I'm not going to ask, were you blessed? No. Did you make a decision? Yes. Uh-huh. Then the blessing will come. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Edit your association. Edit it with love. Yeah, right? Because so, I don't know. I, people are present for Are you blocking people? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I said. Do <laughs> take me out of contest. Balance it. That's what I said. Balance it. You know, have you know five friends on the left, five on the right, and you balance it. Balance it. Ah, I want us to take some questions. Okay. So next regret. Uh, I might have to skip some. The regrets are plenty. I, I, I wrote nearly 40. I don't know how many you can take. Yes, there are many. So we'll just take some. Uh, let me skip two and go to this one. Health. One of the regrets of old people is never taking their health seriously. Never taking their health seriously. You know, do exercise? No. Don't eat junk food? No. Some smoke? Why? I know somebody who is 96 years old. He's smoking. Remember statistics? You are not doing, you are, you are taking the exception to make it the rule. Cultivate healthy habits and do it like your life depends on it. You know, somebody said, um, if you don't take your food like drugs, you will take your drugs like food. Mm, it's true. It's true. So stop eating junk, eat healthy, exercise, right? One regret that older people have. Is not laughing enough. No matter how serious what I'm saying is, it's not that serious. Right? So you should find time to be happy. Joy is like medicine. That's what the Bible says. Merry heart do it good like medicine. Find things to laugh about. Regardless of what your situation is like. If your situation is so bad, still laugh at it. You know when God said, Meanwhile, laughter is a weapon in the spirit. After it's a weapon in spirit. The Bible says that it's with joy that you draw from the wells of salvation. So you must keep your joy intact and it's supplied by the spirit. Oh. It's a weapon. It's a weapon. So sometimes you laugh for no reason. My child, towards the end of the service, will close the door, make sure we've explained to the first time as what we're about to do. <laughs> I know, like that church, all they do is laugh. Maybe. You know, there's this there's this drug that people take. Eh? Okay, I won't tell you the name. But you plug it, and then it goes into the air. After a while, everybody will just be happy. 
<laughs> yeah, we take something like that. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and then joy in the Holy Ghost. So laugh. Eh? Find time to laugh every day. Every day. Find something to make you laugh. Some people wake up. Yeah, I saw them 8 o'clock in the morning. You're already frowning. What happened so quickly? Yeah, at least start with joy. And maybe in the middle of the day, there may be a few things, you know. But this early in the morning, then the rest of the day is not looking so good. Hallelujah. Another regret of people that are older is that they lived selfishly. They lived selfishly. They thought about themselves alone. Just their pockets. When they get to the end of life, they try to make up for it. Like giving things out, giving things away. It's too late in the day. Everybody you should have helped. I've gone to meet help, get help from someone else. Don't live selfishly. Interestingly, huh? there is more tendency for Christians to do this than unbelievers. Uh, yes. I read a story once. Huh? Somebody said he didn't have food to eat. And he said he was more likely to get money for food among friends in a bar than in church. And sadly, it's true. You know, there are some things in scripture that has the tendency to be taken out of contest. When Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He was not talking about generosity. He was just talking about a decision to follow God. So we have that tendency to be, to live inwards, to live for ourselves. And the truth is that we will never experience all of God till we live selflessly. In fact, you will never really, really know God till you start to live selflessly. You will never really, there are many things in God you will never touch till you start to live selflessly. Okay, so let's say the things that know, that people will use to know that you are God. Eh? Jesus Christ said, by these signs, these signs to follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. Eh? When they lay hand on the sick, the sick will recover. This is how we will know that you are a follower of Christ, right? So when we come to church, many times, what we have as testimony is when we were sick and then we got healed. It's not a testimony. Sorry. It's a testimony of a person that provided the platform for you to get healing. You have a testimony when you look for another person that is sick and keep praying for the person until the person gets well. Uh, you cannot express God's healing by healing yourself. Have you ever met a consultant cardiologist who they say is now a consultant because he operated on himself 12 times? No, you have operated other people for long and now we cannot respect you. You can't walk in the healing power of God because you've been healing yourself alone, right? How to heal others? You can't walk in wealth of God eh? because you have built house or estate. No, you have to bless people. So I've blessed you to make you a blessing. That's the idea. He said, through you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That's the idea of God. So the decision... Half part of your income that is for benevolence. At least that's a good place to start. Uh, intentionally, intentionally pray for people. Intentionally, intentionally pray for people. So maybe when you came, you didn't have a job. That's fine. And now you have one. It's not your testimony yet. Your testimony is to find another person with a job and pray for the person until the person gets a job. That's living selflessly. So God can trust you with resources. God can trust you with anointing. God can trust you with things. So, even if it's 5%, even if it's 5,000 per month, just start. 
So there is a reason why God is interested in blessing you. Live selflessly. Don't wait till you are 80. And I say, okay, all these things that we are not using, no. I'll take one more because of time. One of the biggest regrets of old people is that they never took control of their life or their time or their mind. I'm, I'm joining them together. Some people came to life as victims of circumstances, yeah? Or something, something happened somewhere. You were conceived and you were born. That's the story. I came from this background. Whatever, whatever that is. You have to get to one point in your life and you stop and reflect and say, okay, it's okay. Right? From here on out, I want to be in charge of my life. Some people are not in charge of their time work you run around it's because of money or work that you wake up at the time you wake up it's because of the same thing that you sleep at the, t- at the time you sleep now what people do sometimes is that in a bid to just try to show that you have some control of your time you will call in sick and then go to the beach and then just be happy that high for a day no that's not it so <laughs> you know the, there's, a, there's a path that has been laid for us. He, people that are in the industrial age, you go to school, you come out, you apply for work, and then you get a job. So the idea is that at some point you have to litter your CV in different organizations, maybe like 700. At the end, somebody called you and then told you, they didn't give you exactly what you asked for, or they are not, they are not doing exactly what you want to do, right? So you just give you a job, and then the salary is just enough to keep you coming back. And then what some people try to do is that when they get tired, they quit. And then start the process again. And then go to another place. So one of the things that you can do is you, the time that is called I do time. The one that you use on Netflix, Instagram. Use it to learn something that you really want to be doing. Something that gives you joy. And learn it. So that in six years time, you can determine where you work, how you work, what you do and what you earn for it. Uh, that's the decision. Your I do time. You can find two hours every day. Whatever it is you want to learn, thank God for the internet. You can learn it. And such that after a while, you can determine how you work. Thank God there's remote work now. Although some remote work is like being chained to a chair. You know, but you can still <coughs> use your idle time to become what you want. Another decision is to spend time thinking. One of the problems of this generation is that we are only consumers. We don't produce anything. So you wake up in the morning, you are rushing off to work. In your idle time, you are receiving things from social media, you are receiving things from the TV, you are receiving things from friends, and then you go to sleep. And then you continue that all along. The thing that God has placed inside of you, there's no time for it to come out. So one of the decisions you can make is to allot some time to thinking. Mm, thinking. Just thinking. Oftentimes, eh, because you are a victim of circumstances, the first time you are forced to think is when situation comes. Right? So you have not yet taken control of your life. Even though you think at that time, you are just responding to another situation. And there's a time to think when there is no problem. Just think. Someone comes and says, Is nothing wrong? Is something wrong? No, nothing is wrong. I'm thinking so that nothing will be wrong. Do you understand? 
yes. So you can just allot 15 minutes, 20 minutes. When you start, it's going to be very tedious. Two minutes into it, you will carry your phone. There's this, there's this drug, restlessness. You can't be still. First, stay there. Stay there. The Bible says that I bring my body under subjection. You can do it. You have the capacity to do it. Right? And stay there and insist. I'm not carrying phone. I'm just going to be here with a notes and a jota. Guess what? The first three times you do it, you may not have any idea. You might just be remembering old things. You're just remembering when you went for somebody's party. Remember when your, you know, how much your bank is owing you, POS dispenser, or you're just remembering funny, funny things. So keep at it. Eventually, a time will come when you will break into the inspiration of the Almighty that is within you. But you have to keep at it. If you don't do it when you are 80 years old, you will say, Ah, what's all this, all this life? Or someone will all run, 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 run around life at the end. What's the meaning? All the children that somebody labor for, where are they? <laughs> Stay around old people for a week. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> After you've spend time to think and meditate spend some time reading spend some time reading reading scriptures reading books reading the experiences of others when you spend time reading spend time to speak speaking you know now you have thoughts you've read you know the right thing to say i'm not going to say this country is hard inflation what i used to buy with 500 can buy one five again those words are useless very useless very useless if you can't buy anything i have more money resources locate me in the name of jesus this my idea works do you understand Okay, so back to number one. Eh? We give affirmations in church, yeah, and they are good and say them, say them. But one of the things that happen when you think is that you know the one you should be saying for where you are at that point in time. There was a time in my life that if I, if if the Holy Spirit tells me to fast, or for some reason I decide to fast, somehow, somehow, that's the day that somebody will fry chicken. Or fry plantain and the smell of that thing is enough to distort the fast it will distort it all of a sudden the clock will stop everything will become slow everybody will start dragging my vision becomes blur <sighs> so what tends to happen is that i'll now go back to the spirit and say see you i heard somewhere that one vg is equal to three days fast <laughs> If I you, you are renegotiating the contract, you know, you can see where <laughs> you are so weak against an influence that should not you <laughs> God said we should have dominion, right? And for some reason, chicken that is dead is <laughs> having dominion over me. I cannot concentrate and I'm renegotiating. Sometimes I'm the one that told him I want to fast, right? Have you ever agreed something with somebody before maybe you wrote the contract yourself and then you go back to renegotiate you look very stupid but you know you look stupid but you can't stop say no this thing we have to change it <laughs> so i discovered that um, the affirmation i needed at that time is galatians 2 20 and galatians 5 24 i believe i am crucified with christ 
nevertheless i live yet not i for christ lives in me the life that i live i live by the faith of the son of god who died for me second one is that i'm crucified with christ therefore i've crucified the flesh along with his desires i said it said it said it said it said of course it doesn't work the first day right they will still fry chicken I'll run away i'll do whatever I'll go to this is when i'm fast someone will invite me to lunch in beautiful restaurants <sighs> by that one i said it for two weeks <laughs> By the end of the second week, can we find the chicken here? <laughs> it means nothing. Somehow, these words have configured me and given me dominion. Mm. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. You can beat anything. You can. You were made by words, yeah. So you can. You can recreate with words. So, when you've taken time to think, in that thinking, you can know what the problem is. Okay, in our family, this is what happens. You can take a stock and say, everybody in my family is an employee. This is not good. I need to be a CEO. Mm. And then you start to read like that. You have an idea, you do business plan, and start, and then start to speak it. Guess what? It will happen. Mm. But if you don't take stock like that, you will be a passenger your own life and when you're 80 years old nah, what this labor what is it for this world you just run 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 or you know some it doesn't matter what comes out of that conclusion is wrong huh? even solomon's conclusion was wrong vanity upon vanity he is the one that sought vanity you understand we are called out ones yes god gave us mandate to be light of the world and salt of the earth you don't do that and get to the end of life and say it's vanity so paul didn't say it's vanity paul had paul had we are reading his book now right his life was no vanity you can craft your own story right by living intentionally okay well the other regrets just spend time with old people listen to them intently you will hear one or two things. I'll take one or two questions. Oh dear. Okay. Please. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. Over anybody took you took decision. Let me see. Your hand. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Now uh, I also want to say something. The things I said, I hope it didn't cause fear in anybody. It caused fear in anybody who would like to pray with you. It shouldn't cause fear. If it cause fear, there's another thing working. It's stronghold. Uh, and the weapons we have can bring them down. All right, questions. So earlier you said that um, Jacob set intentions for all his children. He blessed Judah, for example. But um, with Reuben, it wasn't a blessing. It was a curse, and then he went ahead to die. So what could Reuben have done in a situation like that? What can anybody do in a situation all right so um first of all somebody came to undo that cross later his name is moses he said let reuben leave okay that's number one so oftentimes you can speak to somebody with the same authority so um when 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 benjamin was born his mother named him benoni benoni means sorrow father said no this is benjamin but then there's another guy his name is jabez his mother named him Jabez because he bore him out of sorrow. <laughs> and then Jabez said, no, this cannot be my life. And then he prayed that God should bless him indeed and enlarge his coast. He prayed five prayers. And God did it. Right? So, you have a 
parents have authority over your life, but you have it actually you do have a superior authority over your life when you come to a place of uh, accountability. So anything that has been said, you can undo it. And then we have a high priest now who is Jesus who has said things over our life. So sometimes you just echo what God has said and it won't do anything that anybody has said. So, and you won't find it sometimes until you start to think. When you start to think, you just go, okay, suppose somebody says something that is making my life turn out this way, then you undo it. Okay, so, somebody wants to ask a question here. Good morning, church. Good morning. So, um, you talked about old people, and I just realized that all of our parents are old people. <laughs> so, like, we are talking about our parents. So, basically, my question is, um, when like a couple of people say, you know, your parents, your relatives, are going in the opposite direction of the decision you want to make i mean they are telling you to go this way when you want to go another way and you've sought and you've planned to go another way and they're they not just like you know they would never agree with that decision that you want to make and you don't want to look back and say oh i wish i listened to them because you don't know where they are coming from you don't know if they are saying it to advise you or they're coming from their experience or they don't want you to regret things so how do you how do you make that kind of decision so that you don't end up when you're all looking back and saying oh i wish i didn't do this you look back with regret all right um question you asked is my story and um I, I was in a point where every voice i was listening to was telling me to do something which was a good thing right but it was just not best for me and in many cases you need to get to the facts before you can say this is the direction you should go but as a rule of thumb the first thing is to get conviction from god you know, get conviction from god about where you're going about what you want to do god sees the end from the beginning even more than what parents and people can see so when you find the voice of God, the next thing to do is to try to get your parents to understand what you're saying. Now, they will not always understand it. In my case, we were at loggerheads for perhaps six, seven years. I was disowned twice. And but at the end, you know, the Bible says in the end, the vision will speak. So in the end, it will speak. So, and sometimes you need to, you know, get voices that your parents respect to speak to them once you have been able to logically explain what you are trying to do to them it could be their pastor it could be an uncle it could be somebody but at the end of the day you need to we need to get to the facts to know exactly what to prescribe sometimes it might be possible to combine what they are saying with what you want to do sometimes it's not so in any way there is need for counseling to know exactly what to do because it's a case by case basis situation so sometimes it's about profession, sometimes it's about marriage, sometimes it's about location, and each of them has unique approaches. Okay, we'll take one more, one more question. Okay, um, I'd first like to start with saying thank you. I feel like I've made a lot of decisions this morning. <laughs> Um, but something else jumps out to me. 
we are we're here because we don't want to have those same regrets as our parents and hopefully we don't by god's grace but um what about our parents that are there already and some of them are not on their seat beds now or they're making their last wishes but like they're there and we know what can we do because i know we cannot say ah, please mommy daddy listen to this message Do that. <laughs> what are you saying is this what you think about me but how can we help them so that at least they don't they can still make something of those regrets as hmm. a deep one yeah that's a deep one. I didn't think about that kind of question. I didn't come here planning to help old people. <laughs> I plan to help young people. All right. So first of all, um, in my case, um, I noticed that one of the things that helps them is to give them comfort and succor. Let them know that it's not it's not really their fault. They didn't know better, you know. And to let them know that you are not making the same mistakes with yourself and with your children spend time with them appreciate them send them money i send them money send them money send them money then if they are young at art there are many things that they can learn let them engage in learning new things that will open up their minds could be learning a new language it's possible to help them travel let them travel let them see things um, engage them if you have grandkids let them go and play with them um, the, the most important thing is to engage them so that they don't wallow in the regrets. So whatever it is that can engage them, it's fine. Um, my mom just joined Facebook. I don't know what's going to happen. But she's, you know, she, my dad to open email. He asked for a complimentary card. I, I, don't, I don't know what he's doing with them, but we give them to him. Let him look at them. Let him enjoy himself. Let him engage his mind, right? And then communicate communicate uh if i call my mom i recharge well and i know i have time then we just i engage them because one of the worst things that can happen to them is for them to be alone in that thinking yeah it can age them quickly so engage as much as possible if they can learn something if they are if they're willing to learn something let them learn some of them turn back to farming in the compound that's still fine that's whatever engages them and then of course as much as you can share the word of god with them let them know god let them spend time praying your parents prayers are more powerful than the prayers of a thousand prayer warriors because they have direct spiritual authority and in some cases when they've been rifts between the parents you can between you and your parents you can mend it you know you can apologize whether they were wrong or not, it's of no consequence. You just want to have peace. Bible says follow peace with all men. Yeah. So just apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't understand you. You didn't understand me. It's possible you were right. You know. It's possible you were not. You know, but it turned out well. You know, it ended in praise, right? So sorry. You know, we'll do better. And if if you converse with them, you will find a lot of things you can do. Hallelujah. So we're praying today and we're praying for the willpower to okay okay hi good afternoon church um so i just wanted to cue in from what you were saying regarding what you were saying as well um what if you can provide that sort of comfort for your parents 
they already have it you you can't give them you know place them in that sort of place so let's say they are on like a high standing for you so how would how would you negotiate that situation or navigate it rather where it's always like they're there and you're here <clears throat> how would you okay I, well, I, it's more like you have almost nothing to offer them no no that can't be true you you have time you have money you have conversation gifts prayer you can pray for them there's a, there's always something to offer there's always something to offer you can do things that will shock them that will make them start to rethink their position you can you know the bible says that overcome evil with good there's a way and they're your parents so the hope is that deep 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 down they love you so you have to bring it from down to up with <laughs> things there are some things you can do surprise visits cook for them okay well if if you are too far apart if you cook they might suspect you but you, there's there's always something to do for me it's mostly time for me it's mostly time well, there was a day i i surprised my parents i sent them money in the middle of the night around 3 a.m so the idea is that they woke up and saw it so when my mother saw it i said ah this house is a good money and then she started to pray for me started to pray for me guess what my wife can testify for the first time ever my father called me video call i also video call <laughs> video call first thing was like, how did he do it but i could hear the sound of my sister-in-law in the background so i knew that he didn't know how to do it but he told somebody i want to see my son how do they do that thing that you'll be saying who you are talking to yeah. i saw video call yeah it was a surprise oh, so it can evoke things sorry sorry so in a situation whereby um So in a situation whereby um, that sort of little gesture, it's not like it's not appreciated, um, but that gesture is more like, how do I place it? You know when I think parents, especially when a parent is used to giving and giving and giving, it almost becomes difficult to receive so it's a situation whereby they don't know what it is like to receive from you so there it's like an automatic turn to it's me that's supposed to give you it's me that's supposed to provide this for you and do this for you so Okay, so you can find you can find what they will you can find what they will appreciate you can really do you can really do so sometimes you just have to like i said before you just have to think about it from a place of giving oftentimes when we think about our parents we think about them from the hurt they've cost us from the damage they've cost us or from the things they've done wrong so there's a time to turn it around and say i want to bless my parents i want to make them happy what can i do sometimes you might need to seek outside help talk to an aunt talk to an uncle who knows them from way back and can be involved in that conversation it's just being intentional about trying to turn a clock turn it tight it doesn't turn immediately but it turns it turns it really turns yeah it turns with prayer and with intentionality it turns it turns Okay, this is the last question. Last question. Hi, I'm sorry. It's not a question, actually. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Um, 
I know there's some people that feel like they've lost time to make better of their lives from the regrets that you've mentioned. So if you could just give a word of encouragement, maybe, to those that feel like they've lost time. Okay. So first of all, um, if you are below 50 or below 40, you've not lost too much time. There's still a lot of time to do a lot. There's still a lot of time to do a lot. That's number one. Number two, there's a provision in God where he restores time. Yes, God restores time. God said, I will restore the years that cankerworm has eaten. You understand? He did it for five years. He didn't end with That's cankerworm. That's cankerworm. That's cankerworm. But God can restore it. God can give you a home that makes you, you know, it's possible to forget 10 years of suffering in two years. It's possible. It's possible to not know what it's like to sit on an Okada again. You, Okada comes and you just don't know how to. Will I press this thing first? Or it's possible. It's possible. God can wipe away your yesterday. It's possible. And that's what he does when it comes to salvation. He said, God does not remember some of the things I remember. He intentionally makes it forget them. So in the same way, God can restore. And then you can, from the moment you start being intentional about your life, God does things. You know, at the end of the day, it's a summation of psychology and emotions. So God can do things to you. You know, he says, in my presence, there's fullness of joy at my right and there are pleasures forever. So there's a way you can enter into pleasure in the right hand of God and you will forget the time you lost and God will create a system of recovery around you. So, and there are so many ways to doing that. So many ways. Sometimes you can't do what you wanted to do or you can help somebody become that. So maybe you wanted to be an Olympic swimmer or a boxer and time has passed. There's time for it. There's a time that you cannot start it again. But you can find somebody else who wants to do that and help the person's dream come true. There are so many ways to, to do that and you will be fine. You will be happy once you've chosen to take decisions. Once you've taken decisions that help to recalibrate and re-navigate your life. Hallelujah. I want us to pray. You know, Paul said, all that I am, I am by the grace of God. There is a grace that allows you follow the things you have decided. There's a grace that God can supply. You know, that can allow you to be dedicated to the things you have committed to. There's a grace that gives direction. It's like you hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Jesus Christ said, come unto me all ye that are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. In the name of Jesus today we receive grace we receive grace we receive grace Paul said this one thing I do forgetting the things that are behind I press on I press forward onto the mark of the price of the high calling we receive grace receive grace Shines on me, shines on me, my grace it shines on me, shines on me, 
shines on me Elego Gayanana Oh your grace Selege Koshage di Bragadino Kosapa shines on me shines on me your grace it shines on me Selege Dagado Shapai Yanagado Brian Shines on me, shines on me. Let's sing it again. It shines on us. Shines on me. Shines on me. Your grace, your grace, your grace. God is able to make all grace abound towards us so that we have sufficiency in all things and abound unto every good work it shines on me it shines on me oh. let's stand up and sing it shines on me yeah, the glory, no, no, my eye. <laughs> it shines on me shines on me you can log on to the tribelagos.com or email us at hello at the tribelagos.com Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.